light a campfire, and everyone's a storyteller. Join us for some thought-provoking and beyond Fireside Chats. Hello and welcome to Leave Our World a Better Place. My name is Kasha and today I'll be speaking to William de Yager, manager at Pinder Homestead, who will be telling us a little bit more about this exclusive use Safari Lodge. Welcome, William. Oh, thank you, Kaz. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is so fabulous to be here. Now, William, you're going to tell us a little bit about Pinder Homestead and you're the manager there. Before we start talking about the homestead itself, Indeed. can you just, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in hospitality and with and beyond and how you came to this beautiful lodge that you look after? Yes, yeah. It was quite a journey, I won't lie. I was a I was a social worker back in the day, I'll have you know. And during my studies, I was always involved with hospitality mm-hmm. in one way or another. And you ask it, I've done it. I've been a waiter, a scholar, I have bartended, I have done cater waitering, I've done weddings, I've done restaurants, mm-hmm. I managed a restaurant at one point. And then I finished my degree and practiced social work for almost a year, after which I promptly had a quick burnout. <laughs> and then as fate would have it, then two of my friends were opening up a lodge in a small little town yeah. wherein it turns out that I'm really good at it. <laughs> and I don't mean to sound arrogant. It's just You are. It's a fact. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Cass. Flattery will get you everywhere, darling. <laughs> but it turns out I'm, I'm relatively good at it. And it just bit. The hospitality is a bug that bites. And by then mm. I was 25 mm. years old and decided, no, well, if I am going to redo my life now, then I need to do it right. And I always like to believe that life happens mm-hmm. when you are busy planning. And it was amazing how, how quickly it was. It's as if the mm-hmm. powers that be just decided that, guess where you're going? You're going to Pinda. Because I had an, a telephonic interview the Monday. The Tuesday, mm-hmm. my um, recruiter told me that the people wants to see me. The Thursday I drove through, I started working the Friday and the Sunday I had my interview and the Monday I got the job. Oh, wow. (laughs) And then I started the Tuesday. So within a week, I uprooted my entire existence and came to this sensationally stunning reserve. Mm. And whilst I was in Pinda, I've now been here six years, never, never, ever leaving. Sorry, you're going to have to grab a tractor and get me out of here. (laughs) But I started off as a receptionist back at Mountain Lodge, our biggest lodge here on the reserve. And then from there on, I moved into camp management. I was the relief lodge manager of, of Rock Lodge. I was the guest delights manager of Mountain Lodge. And then, mm-hmm. God bless those wonderful people, they took a very big gamble on me. And when Homestead was being rebuilt, gave me the job for Homestead. Then I promptly waited another Mm -hmm. eight months while the lodge was being built. And I have been now here for the last, what is it, two years, (laughs) seven months, six days, (laughs) or something like that. And and it has been a joy. It is it is my Mm. absolute, absolute joy. Fantastic. Well, I definitely don't blame you for not not wanting to leave Pinda ever, and especially Homestead, because it's it's an absolutely amazing place. It truly, truly is. So just to sort of explain how Pinder Homestead is set up, it is a sole-use safari villa. For some of our listeners who might not really be familiar with what that concept is or how it works, can you tell us a little bit about what this means for the guest and how having a sole-use villa can actually change their entire safari experience? 
Absolutely. So if you think about it, when you when you usually go to any hotel or big lodge or safari lodge, for those who haven't safari mm-hmm. yet, you can like it to a proper decent five-star hotel. The main areas, the lounges, the public restrooms, the decks, the pools, and all those type of things, they're all common areas. Mm-hmm. So they're all places where other guests would mingle with you. And though there is nothing wrong with that, the homestead allows you to not have to deal with that if you don't want to. So, so the great advantage about homestead is that it gives you an absolutely exclusive private experience. There's no awkward chit-chats and, mm-hmm. you know, the polite good mornings. And if you don't like a guest, the awkward silence that lies between you and another one. Homestead gets rid mm-hmm. of all of that. It is you and your travel party in this gorgeous setting. And everything that the light touches is yours. <laughs> and with that, you get a private team that takes care of specifically just you. So there's no dividing of attention between your butler and your chef and your host and your housekeepers. It is exclusively focused just on you. And with that, from our side, we get a more in-depth knowledge of the guest which allow us just to give better service because we already anticipate what the guest would want Mm. and just gives hospitality that next level of pizzazz, finesse, all the fancy French words. (laughs) (laughs) Also, what one should not forget about this, you have the great advantage of being only your party on a vehicle. That also takes away the different expectations when one set of guests wants to go view a lion and you actually wanted to go see elephants. Go and do what you wanted to do and when you want to do it. And the great advantage about Homestead is that the day becomes yours. Yeah. So there's no, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have to be here at this time because I'm going to make two other couples late or wait for me. The, the lodge is entirely yours. It is entirely yours to determine your day and how you want to do it. And it just gives you that fabulous level of exclusivity. Mm. And it's really ideal for families, especially families with kids, isn't it? Because you can just tailor the game drives and the meal times and everything else to the ages of the kids and into what they're interested in and sort of how much maybe safari drives they can take. Oh, 100%. So multi-generational travel at the homestead, I would almost say that's the standard. It's always like a grandma, grandpa, Mm -hmm. their two children usually with their husbands and then these two children, does that make sense? Three generation all Mm -hmm. in one camp. Mm -hmm. And a very good point that you raised there, Cass, about the food is that children, let's not lie to ourselves, they get tired at 8 o'clock at night, which means they want to eat at 7. Also, children aren't always a very mm-hmm. big fan of, you know, cauliflower soup with a little crouton on the side. Give them chicken nuggets and chips and they're happy that night. The great advantage of <laughs> Homestead is that our chef then personalizes that experience. Yeah. And the kiddies can eat at 7 o'clock. He's got chicken nuggets and chips. And make no mistake, he still makes it look five-star. And, and thus just 100% streamlines and makes it a, a personal great experience. Now, if you look at, at some of the feedback coming from Homestead, you know, you've, you've spoken about, about the family travel. Mm. And that's the one thing that consistently comes through. It's that yeah. sort of people really feeling at home, like they're staying with family, that home away from home experience. So you've spoken a little bit about the chef without giving too much away. Can you sort of speak a little bit about some of the personal touches that your wonderful team can provide to guests just to make it a really tailor-made experience? Absolutely. So I have the most insane butler on Tinder. His name is Mandla. For any of of your listeners out Mm -hmm. there that is booking homestead, 
please request Mandla. He's magnificent. <laughs> our, our team is sensational in the sense of picking up on the small talk, if I can put it like that. Just a silly example, but it's an example that matters, is I remember very mm-hmm. clearly the one time a set of guests were just downing Pim's cocktails by the liter. Mandla would firstly welcome them back and welcome and la 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 la, and then they would go around, go through breakfast, mm-hmm. and without asking, Mandla would come out with this enormous pitcher of, of pre-made Pim's cocktail and eight glasses, set mm-hmm. it around the pool, and the guests just went ballistic, and it was 100%. So it's that's where we come with that with that private personal experience. Another classic example that I like to use mm. here, and this one is on the chef, we had Dutch guests. Now, apparently there's a, a, a dessert or something called kapperbolikis or something like that. It's not a particularly pretty word. The the one morning for breakfast, instead of serving waffles, we served them this kapperbolikis, and I could really be butchering that word. And once <laughs> again, the ooh and ah, the amazing experience of that. With, with guests obviously giving us pre-ideas of, of what they would want, we can also tailor-make the bar and make sure the bar is completely ready to go, dietary requirements. And, and once again, leading back to that exclusivity of it, when you're in camp and you're gluten-free, you know you're going to get gluten-free because there isn't another guest out here or around here that mm-hmm. is going to have not gluten-free and confuse your dietary. The other, sorry, the other thing I always forget to mention is the home away from home. Yeah. Homestead has a guest kitchen, <laughs> and the kitchen is the heart of the house. So guests very often go, and we 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 literally take the guests and and kind of make them do our jobs. <laughs> but we show them where to find the wines, where to find the beers and the water, how to make themselves a cappuccino or something yeah. like that. So that if if they want to, obviously we're always here for service. But if they want to, they have the the comfort and the confidence to just go forth and make a cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty special. Yeah. And the the examples that you give, it's such small things, but it, it's that little bit of extra listening and extra sort of effort that actually makes the guests feel like you've read their minds, where what you've actually done is really pay attention. Yes. Well, well, in, in that lies the whole thing for And Beyond, doesn't it? Because our mantra in And Beyond is we've been expecting you. The entire point mm-hmm. is that when a guest comes back and they go, oh, my goodness, there's a Pim's cocktail waiting for me. Yes, of course there is, because we've been expecting you. Mm. So it's it just it adds. Um, I, I had this one incredible manager. Her name was Jane, and she was mind blowing. Well, she's not dead. Don't worry. <laughs> but she always and she threw this into my brain so many times. And she says, "The devil's in the details. The devil's in the details." And in that lies the the mm. element of service in those mm. details, as you said, just listening and observing and hearing what is said. Mm. This is going to be a little bit of a trick question because we've just spoken <laughs> about how every day is sort of tailor-made when you're staying at Homestead. Mm-hmm. But just for those people who haven't experienced safari or, or who haven't experienced a safari villa, can you just describe what a typical day would look like for a family staying at Homestead? 100%. So so as we always say that, that yes, the day is yours to make with what you will, we'd still give guests more or less a structure of what to expect, if they can put it like that, because it is a little bit difficult when you arrive in the country and there's this <laughs> over-the-top lodge manager going, hi, you can do whatever you want to, and then walks away. So <laughs> in an effort <laughs> in an effort to just give them an idea of what is available, this is more or less mm-hmm. what, what a day would look like, yes. So when the guest would wake up in the mornings, it is 
quite early. So let us not lie to ourselves. Safari, it is, it's long days that you do because that is the way that you get your best game viewing. Mm -hmm. Wake up calls are anything between five o'clock and 5.30 sure. in the mornings. And yes, by then it is still dark. So I'm not going to lie to you. But the great part is our ranger then you waits for you in the front kitchen with a fabulous cup of coffee, some crunchies, some cookies, some biscuits, a fresh fruit. And mm -hmm. then once the entire vehicle is ready, we then depart on our morning game drive. Now, that mm -hmm. is entirely up to the guest. I've had guests literally come through, drink a cup of coffee, and within 10 minutes, they're on the vehicle going. And I've had guests that lounges for an hour and then goes out a little bit late. And then you're out on game drive probably, let's say, three hours for, for the day. So you're back at the lodge, I would say, about somewhere between 9, 9.30 and 10 o'clock if it is a longer drive. By the time that you come back, breakfast is ready. Now, breakfast is a three-part event. It is always amazing. We've got a cold buffet, and then we've got a, a different pastry every day on the table. And then Chef Addy and, and, his, and his people are sitting behind the, the cooking station with a deconstructed warm English breakfast and a mm -hmm. egg special, a different egg special every day. <laughs> And then from there on, it becomes siesta yeah. time. So this is usually the time in which guests congregate around the pool or maybe go have a nap because we force them up and awake at five o'clock in the morning. Or we can organize massages for those guests that are a bit more active and likes to make the, feel of, the rest of us feel bad. There's a gym at Homestead. And you would be surprised that gym gets used a lot. But it's because we feed them. I mean, I think it's mm -hmm. a, guilt, a guilt thing. <laughs> Uh, we have a massage therapist available, so we can always organize massages for them. And another great thing about Homestead, once again, so use Villa, we've got a special sala to the side of the lodge. So there's none of this awkward massage therapist walking into your bedroom and your husband can't sleep because you're trying to get pampered. So it's, it's outside the lodge. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's right in the open. It's stunning. And then Siesta yeah. continues. This is usually by this time. At about 12 o'clock, we start cracking the gin then guests just lounges about. And at breakfast time, we normally discuss with guests about lunch, what, to, what time around what time we want to do lunch. I would say the popular time would be somewhere around 1.30 and 2. Then we serve lunch, yeah. big, beautiful lunch. Homestead tries to be as healthy as mm. possible. So lunches are predominantly salads, cheeses, breads, mm. and then one protein. And then we have our afternoon tea where we meet up for afternoon drive, anything between 3.30 and 4. And that is where we then meet up with the ranger yet again. We serve cake, uh, serve some coffee. There's some iced coffee, some homemade lemonade. And then once everyone is ready to go, we depart mm -hmm. an afternoon drive. And then that's another three hours out there watching fabulous game, exciting experiences. And our rangers truly are, in my opinion, the best in the world. I, I have not mm -hmm. found yes. our level of guiding in any other lodge ever. So the ranger would go out and uh, go entertain them and show them everything that is beautiful. In the meantime, me and my team are getting the lodge ready because when you come back at around 7.30ish, <laughs> dinner is ready immediately. But there is usually a roaring fire going on in the fire pit and then we start with drinks. And that is probably my favorite part of the day. That said an hour of drinks before we go into dinner. Because that is when we all cackle and we laugh and we talk about the day and speak about the game drive and the game experiences. And in those moments, you get to know your guests. Absolutely. And then we serve dinner every night. It's a mm -hmm. three-course event. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, it's guests' time to, to decide when they want to go to bed. So my team and I are always ready for service. I would say your, your, your standard is about 
10.30, maybe 11 o'clock, that the guests would head, head to bed because the next day, they get woken up again at anything mm-hmm. between 5 and 5.30. Yes. So, so it can be long days if you don't pace yourself. Absolutely. But it is filled with beautiful moments, such fabulous memories and gorgeous surroundings. I mean, it's, it's, you just cannot compare mm, it. Absolutely. And of course, one of the beauties of Homestead is that it's so fantastic for families because, you know, while mom's getting mm. a massage and dad is having a nap, there's that space for the kids to play and entertain themselves. And, and you, you always know that they're being watched by one mm. of the Pinda team and they're safe and they're happy and they're looked after. Yeah, going back to that soul use villa, you know your children aren't irritating another guest because it's your house. And therein lies that freedom yes. of the soul use. So you're 100%. Exactly. Okay, to take a slightly different direction now, when we started chatting, you mentioned that you took over as Pinder Homestead Manager when it was rebuilt. So unfortunately, the original lodge was destroyed in a fire and we had to go through a rebuilding process. One of yes. the things that did give us an opportunity to look at was to see how much the designers could improve the flow of the spaces to actually give it even more of that homely feeling and to invite guests, bring guests together in, in the shared areas. Now, I know you mentioned that there's a kitchen and the kitchen is the heart of the home, but can you tell us a little bit more about the way that the spaces of the homestead flow in the areas that form the heart of the lodge? Absolutely, yeah. So, so in an effort to really answer your question, guys, one actually has to have kind of a bit of a remembrance of the old homestead, which was a fabulous, a fabulous mm. lodge. It was beautiful in its own right. One floor was the thatch roof, which was ultimately the reason of its demise and why it wasn't salvageable. The old homestead was designed, I think, more about just prettiness rather than functionality. And that is a bold statement to make, but... If you compare that to this one, you will find the old one was on multiple levels. There was like at least three or four different levels within the lodge in which you went up and down and different things. The decks were designed to be smaller and maybe mm-hmm. maybe the idea was to be a bit more intimate, but it was definitely smaller. The pool was much smaller. The rooms, mm-hmm. then there was two main suites and then next to them was two, let's call them children's suites which was still pretty, but lacked certain amenities that, that your main suite had. Amongst other things, walk-in closets mm-hmm. and uh, outside showers and proper baths and things like that. When the time came to rebuild the homestead, I think there was a lot of emphasis laid on making sure that, that yes. it is all accessible and all the same and all you know, friendly towards a guest, that it is functional to us. Boy, did they deliver. So our decks are easily, easily half bigger than the old decks were, if not a third. The the main areas are much larger. So we've now got glass paneling Mm -hmm. around the entire main area. There's glass paneling in front of all of the rooms to let that nature in. Realistically speaking, you cannot live without, you know, walls and windows. But when you do have Mm -hmm. to live with Mm -hmm. walls and windows, it is much better to just have like glass all around you to to have that flow and that that come inside to you. And and for what it may be worth, we have curtains, but they're really pretty and they just kind of hang there because we never close them. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, and then this homestead was designed on just two levels. And the only reason is on two levels, I think, has to do with the lay of the, the land, if I can put it like that, with the way the foundations had to be laid. 
So the main mm-hmm. area and two of the rooms are all one level, which means children yes. doesn't fall down steps. It's wheelchair accessible. And it just creates this never-ending feeling of this lodge that just keeps on going. And because the decks mm-hmm. literally just drops off into the beautifulness so that is that beautiful pan in front of our lodge, it just feels like it keeps on flowing. And then the other two rooms with the gym and the library is on a slightly lower level. But it is inside this gorgeous, enormous courtyard where it just, like I just said, that just the energy flows. And mm-hmm. what is beautiful about it is that the lodge, when there's a wind, you can always feel the breeze traveling all the way through the lodge. It's, it's truly spectacular. So I don't know, just call it an energy if you want to, but, but there's definitely a design in glass, larger decks, one level, mm-hmm. and lots of nature, allowing a lot of the nature into the lodge by doing, doing all of that which just creates this feeling of never-ending space. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely agree with you. I know from experience and I know from being yes. there that um, <laughs> the outside deck with the bar in front of the swimming pool, that tends to be where like, that really is where everybody congregates all oh, of the time. Yes. And part of it is that you've got that beautiful view and that absolutely stunning oh, pool. But also you get that extra little wildlife element of what you could see around the swimming pool and the little pan that's that's sort of beyond that. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about some of the wildlife visitors you tend to have there? Oh, Cass, you have like no idea. We have, you call it, we've had it. <laughs> it was in front of the lodge at one point. Some of them was more <laughs> stressful than other. But um, yeah, to answer your question, your standard in Yala literally lives around the homestead. <laughs> so um, for, for guests out there or listeners out there that doesn't know what a Yala is, it is a type of antelope mm-hmm. and they, they thrive in this region in northern Zululand. We always call homestead the bachelor pad because the male in Yalas always walks, walks separately from the females unless they're obviously trying to get it on. And then they would mm-hmm. very easily be up to 14, 15 male Nyalas out front of the lodge just walking and, you know, mm. playing with their horns. <laughs> and then you will be like watching them play. And the next thing, a warthog comes out of a burrow and then just everything scatters like cray-cray. And, wow. then, and then you go, okay, well, that was unexpected. Where did that come from? And then probably, and I know this is where, you, where you're trying to get me to go, but then what Homestead is absolutely <laughs> famous for is her elephants, my dear. We have had herds and herds and herds and herds of elephants come through this lodge so that beautiful pool that you're bragging about which <laughs> which is never clean because our elephants doesn't always make it easier for us but yeah homestead is very famous for her elephants if you guys yep. want to you um, <laughs> you can go check out on instagram literally just go hashtag pindar homestead you will find loads of photos of ellie's drinking at the pool And it is a truly magnificent experience. So they would literally pull in and it would be herds, anything from single bulls to we once had a herd of over 50 elephants in front of the lodge. Now, for what it may be worth, that was one of those terrifying moments um, where you just went, all I need is for one of them to fall (laughs) and completely destroy the lodge. (laughs) I mean, it's a six ton animal. But they they would then play around the pond, throw water on themselves, throw mud into themselves, and they would actually physically come up to the pool and drink out of the pool. And we once did the math. We had a herd here of probably about 30, 30, 40 elephants. And we did the math of how much water did they actually consume in their time here. And we came up to 6,000 liters of water in one visit. Can you imagine that? Like the pool physically sank. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. But that being said, and then on your rarer sightings, you'll have things like 
We've had lions in front of the lodge, which is also one of those like, you know, little terrifying moments of where the hell are the guests? <laughs> and we've had leopards once or twice. That is mm. by far your rarest sighting. I think we've had him twice in the three years that I've been here. We once had a very lost rhino come say hi. <laughs> so sorry, I say lost rhino because rhinos don't really generally love the, the habitat that the homestead finds itself. So yeah, there's just it's it's a never-ending display. Oh, and then of course, Clive, my my dear ranger, he would be very upset with me if I don't mention the bird life. The bird life at Homestead is sensational. Our rangers have found lifers here. I don't know if your listeners, a lifer is where the first time you see a specific mm-hmm. bird. They found lifers at Homestead here, for, um, and these are guides that has been in the bush now for four or five years. So. Mm-hmm. It is the wildlife, the, the, yeah. the bird life. It is absolutely spectacular around the lodge. But it's those elephants. It's those elephants mm-hmm. that absolutely wins. Oh, it is magnificent. It is a truly, truly spectacular experience. It is fabulous. And for, before anybody panics about an elephants consuming too much pool water, your pool is actually elephant friendly. Yes, it is completely. There are no chemicals. Uh, no, well, there is chemicals, but it is, it is natural <laughs> chemicals. And it's chemicals that we know wouldn't cause damage. So, so no, don't worry, anyone. The Ellies are fine. We're taking very good care of them. And they keep coming back, I'm just saying. So clearly it's like they're Evian or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice and clean and, and fresh pool water. Who wouldn't like it? Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> but now you've, you've forgotten my other favorite element, and that's the nighttime visitors. Those frogs around the pan are just really something, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Oh, they really are a beautiful experience. It's like this, this little chorus um, that, that sings to you at night. No, that is, that is very true. So, and, and I think the one night me and my ranger went through and we, we sat and we identified six different frog calls just out of the calling that we've heard. And it was, it is truly, yeah, it's really beautiful. It sounds like them lulling you to sleep. <laughs> They're fairly loud, so <laughs> they are. The, the first summer, Kaz, I'm not gonna lie. The first summer, it was bad. <laughs> there were so many frogs, it sounded like a car alarm going off in your ears. But very happy for the listeners now. We've introduced fish into the ponds, and the birds okay. have come and everything. So the frogs are still there, but it's it's now it's pretty, now it's manageable, and it sounds nice because we've created a little ecosystem. So <laughs> It's 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 good. <laughs> it it is a sound that I completely identify with Homestead, though. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Pretty special. <laughs> okay, let's talk a little bit about the design elements of Pinder Homestead. All of the lodges at Pinder have a very definite sense of place yeah. and the sort of the history and the culture of KwaZulu Natal. And Homestead is also mm. part of that, yes. and it has been designed to reflect elements of the local culture. What are some of your favorite features at Homestead that have a direct link to the area and its cultural heritage, or maybe that have been created by local artisans or local designers? Oh, absolutely. So we cannot talk about this without talking about our interior designers. Now, if any listeners out there are very curious, please go find Fox Brown Creative. They are ridiculous. <laughs> you can find them online. They're just absolutely ridiculously good. It's, it's mind-blowing. I think where, where you said to give the lodges like a sense of place and to make them make sense in their setting, that I think comes 
remarkably from them. Like they, it, is, it is one of their great ideas is to celebrate where we are. So in Zulu Natal, let's, let's emphasize that, you are obviously not going to go French Revolution. So it was one of those beautiful things where we decided that Homestead will be a celebration of the Zulu culture. So throughout the entire lodge, you will consistently see all of the, the celebrations of, of this, of this culture in it. And this comes definitely in the form of loads of Zulu baskets. Our, our lights, our hanging lights, little chandeliers are baskets. And outside our basket lights that hang out there, that is fishing baskets. That is, uh, your, to- your Tonga people use us up a little bit more north from us, is a place called Kosi Bay. And they still catch fish in these traditional <laughs> fishing baskets. But then if you want to go into like the nitty gritty, like we've got such beautiful art pieces around the lodge. And part of Zululand is the aloe, and the aloe features very heavily in the homestead's design. We've got a copper aloe sculpture made by Sarah Cronin Designs that stands in the courtyard in one of the water features. We've got an aloe embroidered on this beautiful orange casamento chair, which also reflects where we are. And then this orange casamento chair has got a sister orange casamento chair with like a cheetah embroidered onto it. And it's incredible craftsmanship. You must, you must see the detail in it. And that has to do with Finder's um, reintroduction of cheetahs mm-hmm. many, many years ago, which is to this day still the most successful yeah. reintroducing of cheetah mm-hmm. ever in, in the history of conservation. And they've got this beautiful installation uh, mm-hmm. that they designed here as you walk into the lodge and come just around the corner in front of the bar, where it's this beautiful juxtaposition of modern Zulu art versus traditional Zulu art. And the traditional is like the Zulu baskets and the traditional beer mugs. But then they offset it with this trapeze table and this modern take on Zulu weaving. And there's this quartz countertop. It's absolutely, absolutely insane. In the curtains, the curtains that I mentioned that we never use. (laughs) So (laughs) they, they, they did a special design on curtains, which is to reflect the special sand forest that we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And, and when you pull the curtains, it creates the story around you. It is literally a tapestry of trees mm-hmm. all around you that is printed on these beautiful gray linen curtains. And then just, it goes on and on. But our art at Homestead, I would say, is probably something that stands out. We've got this, we call it the Game of Thrones chair because mm-hmm. it's spiky. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a chair that was also designed by Casamento. And I think that was an art piece and I speak under correction, but as far as I know, that stood in the Tate Modern in, in London. Mm-hmm. And we bought yeah. it back and said, come home to Africa, uh, which stands there and just once again celebrates this, this, the Zulu-ness of it all. And you will find aloes everywhere and, and just this absolute beautiful celebration of just the traditional Zulu culture. Absolutely. And you've just made me so homesick for Homestead. <laughs> Moving on. There's many functions that the design of Homestead fulfills. It's functional. It's also a reflection of local culture, and it's extremely beautiful. It's also about sustainability, which is a big factor that we believe in at and beyond. 100%. What are some of the features that allow Pinder Homestead to reduce its impact on the environment? As you said, isn't this podcast's name leaving the world a better place? <laughs> Absolutely. That, that is what we strive to do. So Homestead, in her design from the get-go, even though she is larger and far more in charge than, than, than the previous Homestead would have been, 
100% at the forefront of our architects, our interior designers, our directors, the entire and beyond team, what's the concept of sustainability? And remember when I earlier mentioned that the old homestead's demise was due to a thatch roof? Interestingly enough, in the mm -hmm. industry, people are moving away from thatch roofs because it isn't sustainable. Yes. It costs a fortune to have it combed. And the truth of the matter is it mm -hmm. is a fire risk. Let's not, let's not lie about that. So when we went, okay, cool, no thatch roof, fine. But then what do we do with it? We went with a flat roof design. Now, the point of a flat roof design is because it helps gather water. And I don't know if any of your listeners are aware of when Pinda went through that horrible drought about, what's it now, five years ago? It was bad. It was really bad. And water in this world and day and age is probably one of our most precious commodities. It's something we absolutely have to protect. So the flat roof design is designed in a way for us to harvest water into these enormous 25,000 liter cast iron tanks. And also cast iron because it lasts forever and it isn't plastic, which, you know, burns and brittles mm -hmm. and eventually dies. So it goes into these enormous mm -hmm. cast iron tanks. We use that for irrigation, for filling up the pool, filling up the water features and stuff like that. Another thing that mm -hmm. uh, where Homestead was at the forefront of is uh, a central air conditioning system. And one would think, oh, but you're a central air conditioning system. That's standard. But not in the bush. Let me know you that. When you've yeah. got individual little camps, you've got split units. But because it is a home, we went central air conditioning. And also because of the humidity that we experience here in this area, obviously aircons create a lot of water. And all of that water gets harvested <laughs> and goes into irrigation and goes into our living wall and, and ponds. And mm. we use that to wash our cars, the company cars and things like that. So, so it is definitely just an added benefit. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's kind to the environment and it, and it comes back to us. And in the future, what we are talking about and looking yeah. into because of this beautiful flat roof design is to start talking about the, the possibility of um, solar paneling and going an even more eco route because let's not lie to ourselves. And this is not just ESCOM, but that's also the world where fossil fuels are going to eventually run out. So we are going to have start making plans mm -hmm. for something 50 years down the line. So be kind today to be yeah. better tomorrow. The other thing that Homestead also does is instead of doing, you know, like six different individual geysers, we've got a heat pump mm. and it is an enormous course, heat pump. Yes. I will let you know, it's the biggest thing I've ever seen in my entire life, which uh, it saves you a lot of energy because when you turn your hot water on, the hot water runs through this heat pump and gets heated immediately through the heat pump, instead of sitting in a geyser that goes on and off and on and off and on and off the entire time. And, and for what it may be worth, for any listeners, if it's concerned out there, it hasn't failed me once, <laughs> touch wood. And I've never had any issues with hot water whatsoever. It is, it is a truly, truly spectacular thing. So it's all about providing that level of luxury that it's expected, but it's about doing it in clever little ways that are that much more sustainable. 100%, yes. And, uh, and, and yes, being kind to our environment. Because we're quite a sentimental bunch at Beyond, actually, when Homestead was rebuilt, there was a tribute that to the original lodge and its surroundings that was included. And it's done in such a beautifully unobtrusive way that a lot of people would never even know that it was there or that it was intended as a tribute. Can you talk us through that a little bit, please? Yes, so the old homestead, God bless her, she had this, as you walked into the old lodge, there was this marula tree that, that stood 
yeah, probably yeah. for 200 years there at that point. And when the old homestead burned down, it unfortunately took this tree with her. So it was, it was a devastating, devastating moment. And in an effort to, to honor this tree's life, I mean, it's, you stand in one spot for 200 years, humans come in, burn a lot down, and then take you with it. We decided that we will remember her. So we refer to it as the memory pond. So as you walk into Homestead, literally as you walk in by, by the entrance, there's this enormous, beautiful glass-surfaced pond. Mm. It's not real glass, it just looks like glass, <laughs> with a hole above it in the sky. And in there is some fish and some plants and everything, and it is really yes. beautiful, and it's a stunning feature, but it tells a story because it isn't about just the fact that we've got a fabulous fish pond. It's about this is where the tree stood. So that where the pond was made, mm. there stood a tree for 200 years. And when she died, we will remember her now because water means life. And then the hole in the sky is where the hole was left. The hole by the tree was left behind. And I think it's, it's, I think it's a beautiful honor mm. to the tree. I think it is a beautiful memory towards the old homestead. And, and it is, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful moment. That's Homestead. Homestead is a story lodge. If I have to take you from one end to the lodge all the way through to the other, it'll take me two and a half hours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a beautifully tranquil place in the lodge as well, I find. It's just got the very special sort of feel about it. 100%. It's got this beautiful calm about it. And and it's right right next to the, the patio where the, where the patio sits. And it just, it creates mm. just a vibe. It's the best vibe. <laughs> yeah. Now, talking about stories and... I know from sitting by the fireside with you that you have got a million absolutely wonderful stories that you could tell. But just to end off with, can you share a favorite story or experience from Homestead that you feel really embodies the lodge and how truly special it is? Absolutely. Well, your guess, there's a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to pick. <laughs> I have a set of guests that comes back every single year. And it is purely because it went so incredibly well in the first okay. year. Every year they come in December and they would come and celebrate. It's a multi-generational booking, so a family booking, as you, as you said, the home city is, is known for. And every year they would come through and we would have the most fabulous time for five days. And every year they come on a birthday. So every year <laughs> I have to up my game a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and they already booked for this year. <laughs> they already booked for this year. It's amazing where those connections get made so that when they arrive in the car park, it is arms open, hugs every single <laughs> staff member. And then the birthdays, the staff wakes up with them in the mornings early, gives the to, to see the kids having presents. There's always, we, every year we're trying to up our cake from last year. This year I still need to find out how the hell I'm going to do pink fondant. Mm. And then just, just the celebration of life that we have with them every year. Mm. So I think when, where, where I'm trying to get is like, it's not that I can give you a specific memory, but it's about the connections that you make at this lodge. And, and therein lies a multitude of them. There, there isn't like a one specific one. I just use these, these guests that comes back every single year as an example. Because, and I will never, one of the most beautiful moments, and this was, was truly mm -hmm. special for me personally, yes. was when the, when the guests checked out, the dad, who is very stoic, is a very, very stoic man. He's a, a, he's a CEO of some other major company and he's actually incredibly mm -hmm. impressive. Came to me in his, you know, very manly way and came to me and he's like, well, you are never allowed to leave Homestead. And I'm like, what? Why? <laughs> I've got a life. I've got career ambitions. 
And it just went, mm-hmm. it will never be the same if you're not here. And I nearly burst into tears. Mm-hmm. And this dude just uh, smiled and walked away, which was thank God, because I don't think he could handle my emotions. <laughs> but that was one of the beautiful moments, is just that, that connection with someone, with another person. And this is maybe where my social work history comes into come to advantage. I still do therapy. I just now hand a gin and tonic mm. instead of a prescription. So. <laughs> that works. Works for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think that's so, a really yeah. fabulous way, and it it gives you a real feel of homestead. I think that story. Well, thank you so much. It's been absolutely amazing talking to you, and it's it's definitely brought back very very vivid memories of homestead for me. And I'm actually quite homesick for the lodge right now. Thank you so much to you, Taz. It has been an absolute pleasure to to be able to just talk nonstop about this beautiful lodge of mine. I've got such a love for her. I've got such a passion for her. She is. She makes me sensationally happy. Thanks again, William. And I wish you very many happy guests. Thank you, darling. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Leave Our World a Better Place. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you'd like to find out more about and beyond, please log on to our website at and beyond.com.